In today's episode, I will explain to you three types of sites that we have in SharePoint Online. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode 128 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So I decided to record this episode to clear up the confusion about the various site types and site templates that we have in SharePoint Online. If you have used all the versions of SharePoint, essentially classic SharePoint, you might recall that when we created subsites in the past, we used to have all sorts of different site templates. You could create a team site, you could create a project site, you could create a document center, enterprise wiki, record center, and so on. There were actually plenty, plenty of choices available. And on one hand, it was good because obviously you had all these different uh, templates and look and feel and functionalities, but on another hand, it just confused the hell out of people. Luckily, in modern SharePoint, in SharePoint Online, essentially the SharePoint we have these days, we only have three types of sites. So when you create a new site, you only have three types of sites to choose from. And that's exactly what I would like to explain to you in this episode. So first of all, I think it's very important to note that we no longer create subsites. All right. Remember in the old days uh, with classic SharePoint, we had one parent site and then we would create subsites underneath and subsites underneath. In modern SharePoint, we no longer create subsites. In modern SharePoint, each and every site that you create uh, ends up being kind of the top level site. Essentially, there is no physical hierarchy between sites. Uh, any site you create is just a top level site, and there are no more subsites. So, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, in modern SharePoint, we only have three types of sites we can create. Now, to be precise, you can actually create two types of sites, all right? If you are just a regular user, you can only create two types of sites, a team site and a communication site. The third type of site that we can create, ironically, it's also called a team site, but that option is only available to SharePoint administrators. So let me start with the first two choices, and then I will explain to you what this third option is all about. So if you are in SharePoint and you click on SharePoint start page, if you essentially hover over the nine dots in the upper left corner, the Microsoft 365 app launcher, and then you will see all the apps, you know, OneDrive, Teams, Outlook, and so on, one of the options would be SharePoint. When you click on that, that will lead you to the SharePoint start page, which is essentially a location where you can track your activities, the other sites you follow, the sites you visit on a regular basis. Uh, that SharePoint start page also has uh, the search box, so you can search the whole SharePoint as well. But in the upper left hand corner, you're going to notice create a site button. When you click on that button, you will be presented with two choices a team site and the communication site. So what is the difference between the two? A communication site is essentially a standalone SharePoint site. Uh, it's usually the type of site that you would use for one-way information sharing. 
Uh, when you create a communication site, uh, you're going to get a, a nice looking, visually appealing type of site. And it's not going to have a left-hand side navigation like uh, typical SharePoint sites would. It's going to be this widescreen, uh, really nice looking type of site. And you would typically use this site for one-way information sharing. So for example, uh, let's say you have human resources department in your organization. You might want to create a human resources employee facing site, essentially a site that will be managed by the HR team, but the site that will be available on a read-only basis to everyone else within the organization. This is the site where you will uh, maybe add news announcements, you know, links, um, policy documents, employee handbook, you know, all this HR stuff that everyone within the organization needs to access. The assumption is that there is no collaboration on this site. Essentially, again, the purpose of the site is one way communication, one way information sharing. So that's essentially the first type of site that exists uh, in SharePoint. Once again, a communication site template. The second type of site that exists, uh, the second template that exists is something called a team site. And in contrast to a communication site, a team site is essentially a type of site that you would create for two-way collaboration. So anytime you need to collaborate, maybe again within a department, within a given project, or maybe uh, with a client, you would create a team site. Now, what's interesting about the team site is that unlike a communication site, when you create a team site, you get much more than just a regular SharePoint site. You actually get something called Microsoft 365 Group, which is essentially a membership, a security group. And you also get other elements created for you behind the scenes. When you create a team site, uh, so once again, you end up automatically with a Microsoft 365 Group, which is essentially a security slash membership group, but you also get a group calendar in Outlook. You also get a distribution list in Outlook, so you can easily, uh, you know, reach the other members by a single, you know, distribution list, a single email address. You also get Plan and Planner. You can actually create plans, and they will automatically, you know, be connected to that particular group. And you can also connect a Microsoft team, essentially uh, an app where you can chat and schedule meetings. Uh, and all of these applications are pretty much tied together through this Microsoft 365 group. So the idea is that, let's say I created a team site, maybe for a project, maybe invited Mary into my team. So I made Mary a member. This way, Mary will have access to the site. She will have add, add a delete access to the site. She will have access to the group calendar, distribution list, uh, obviously Microsoft Teams and plans in Planner. And there are also other applications that uh, rely on Microsoft 365 group and could be connected uh, to the same group. Uh, however, the ones I listed are kind of the uh, most uh, frequently used ones. Now the team site itself. So once again, when you create the team site, you are getting a group plus all these other applications I just mentioned. Uh, but the team site itself, uh, in terms of the structure, will actually resemble uh, a bit uh, some uh, you know old SharePoint sites. If you recall, in classic SharePoint, uh, when we created a site, we had left-hand side navigation and then kind of the main area for SharePoint web parts. Uh, obviously, the look and feel of uh, our team site will be modern, but the structure will be the same. The navigation will appear on the left-hand side and then kind of the main area 
uh, in the middle of the screen for, for the SharePoint web parts. Uh, what's interesting, you can actually change the navigation now. Uh, we couldn't do it in the past, but now you can actually uh, completely remove that left-hand side navigation from the team site uh, or move it to the top area of the uh, page. Uh, so essentially, it, it's going to almost look like a communication site. Uh, and on communication sites, we obviously have navigation on top, not on the left-hand side. But these are essentially the two primary choices uh, that uh, most of the users have. Again, you can either create a communication site if you need to share information in one-way fashion or a team site for pretty much everything else, right? Every time you need to collaborate, you create a team site and you are getting all these other elements as well. Now, you obviously do not need to use all these other applications, all right? Uh, however, you do have them available in case if you do need them uh, at any point on your uh, project or something. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there is also a third type of site that we can create. And this option is only available to SharePoint admins. This is not an option that's available to uh, regular you know, members, regular users. If you have SharePoint admin privileges and you navigate to the SharePoint admin center, uh, and that's where, of course, you will get to see the list of all the different SharePoint sites that you have in your tenant. If you click Create a Site button from the SharePoint Admin Center, you're once again going to see the two primary choices, communication site and a team site. These are the exact same choices that regular members have. But if you scroll down to the bottom of that uh, page, uh, it will actually say something like Other Options. And when you click on those Other Options, the first template in the upper left-hand corner that will pop up will be called Team Site. And I know it's a bit confusing because uh, essentially Microsoft, for whatever reason, uh, decided to use uh, the same name for two uh, different uh, types of uh, sites, I guess. But if you proceed and click on that Team Site template, what's going to happen, it's actually going to create a Team Site without a Microsoft 365 group attached. So it's going to be the same type of SharePoint site you would get uh, with a regular team site, I guess. However, it's not going to get all this other stuff that I mentioned previously. It's literally going to be just a standalone team site without Microsoft 365 Groups, without Teams, Planner, Outlook, or any of the other applications. If you create a team site this way, uh, once again, it's going to create a SharePoint team site with a left-hand side navigation and the main area for the web ports. And again, no other applications will be provisioned. What's cool about this option, though, is the fact that let's say you create this a team site without a group attached. And maybe in six months down the road, the uh, users, you know, the members of the site, they now want some additional functionality uh, like teams attached to this site or maybe a planner uh, or a group calendar. Well, guess what? You will be able to connect a Microsoft 365 group to that team site. And of course, then uh, create uh, plans and uh, connect Microsoft Teams to this site, to this group as well. Because if you proceed the other way, let's say, you create uh, a team site like the normal way uh, when you get uh, a group attached and other applications, there is no way to undo this, right? There is no way to uh, remove uh, the team from it or the group from the site. Essentially, uh, all, once all the applications have been created, 
they're kind of now stuck in place. With this other option, you can uh, go the other way around. You can actually create a team site and maybe initially use it for document management and then uh, at some point connect it to the group and attach the other applications uh, at some point on the road. So you might be wondering why we even have this third option, uh, right? Why not create all the team sites with all the groups attached and teams, etc.? Well, the reality is that too many times uh, when users just need a place to store documents, they don't need uh, any, uh, I don't know, uh, teams attached, planners, uh, groups, uh, you know, attached or created. Unfortunately, when you create a team site, it creates all these other uh, components. So many times when uh, users just need maybe to store some documents, maybe it's an archive of some kind, and they spin up this team site, they get so much more. Or kind of similar use case, um, users create lots of teams and Microsoft Teams, and of course, as a result, you get sites and uh, you know groups created, and again, all these teams floating around with channels. Uh, while the users really didn't need any of this functionality, the only thing that they really needed was this file step where, uh, you know, essentially the files are stored. And by the way, they are stored obviously on the SharePoint site. So this third option I just mentioned, when you get a team site without the group and all these other applications, is actually a pretty popular option, uh, at least among uh, my clients. Uh, when I help my clients migrate from uh, you know, file shares or Dropbox or any other, uh, you know, kind of cloud solution to SharePoint Online, uh, we usually create a bunch of these team sites uh, because that gives them the opportunity to uh, get used to SharePoint and get trained on the document management features and at least make that initial transition. And then down the road, you know, if they need uh, additional applications, we can always take a few of those uh, team sites, connect them to groups, and add the other applications as necessary. So this third option just helps uh, kind of avoid all this other junk that you're going to get uh, when you create um, the unnecessary uh, Microsoft 365 groups. And it's going to help with user adoption and transition. The users are not going to be overwhelmed by all these other applications being created, by all these channel folders created in their libraries. Uh, the look and feel, it's you know it's pretty simple of the SharePoint site, and essentially they are primarily go, you know going to use it as a document library at least initially. Now in the show notes, um, like I always do, I will include a blog post that I actually have written several years ago, and the name of the blog post uh, actually says four types of sites, and the fourth type of site that I mentioned uh, back you know in 2019 when I initially wrote that post, I was referencing the old classic SharePoint site collections that you could actually create as well. And this fourth type of site, I guess the classic site collection, it still exists. If you're the SharePoint admin, if you navigate to those other options that I told you about, uh, obviously you're going to get that team site I just mentioned. But below that, you're going to see the various classic types of sites that we could create in the old days, like Document Center and Enterprise Week and so on. In all honesty, I think when I wrote that uh, article back in 2019, there were probably very rare use cases when you had to create a classic site collection. But now in 2023, uh, when I record this particular podcast episode, 
they're no longer relevant. There are really no use cases or conditions uh, when you would be creating a classic site collection. So that's why I titled this uh, podcast episode three types of sites in SharePoint Online and not four. But I think it would be worthwhile for you uh, to still read uh, that article as well, because it does provide uh, some additional explanations, uh, the differences between the sites, as well as uh, some screenshots and a diagram of a team site and a group, so you can kind of see all the elements as well. But for now, I think I covered everything I wanted to cover in this episode. Hopefully, you found this information useful. As always, happy to see you on my blog, SharePointMaven.com, and talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.